Hey, hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Gamers and G's, a special type of episode as well. Just for now, of course, keep doing all these bonus episodes till we're ready to resume our production next year by his great by his grace. Um well we what is today's topic of today's special episode? Well, um we're talking about Spider-Man the way <laughs> I'll just play. So, um, what did I think about the movie? Um, I think the movie is good. It's well made, in my opinion. It just has one glaring issue, which is what I'm about to talk about. But before we get into this discussion, um, please, if you've not seen this movie, or if you don't like spoilers, please carry your bag and come out for here. We don't need you here. Eh? Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Now, where was I? Okay, yes. So we were, um, yes. So what's my issue with the movie? The writing. Now the setup for the movie isn't done well enough. And you like before we get to this bit for the anime. So because it's a movie, obviously it's not obviously it's not realistic. It really has movie rules and all that stuff, right? It requires me to, and it's a comic book movie and stuff that requires you to suspend your um, sense of belief and whatnot. And due to the fact that I read comic books, I like wrestling and all that stuff, I tend to do all that. It's easy for me, tend to be, but for a while it was not easy because I was like, okay, take for example, I went the, for the, everything up to when it got the spell was just iffy. Don't get me wrong, I was excited to see Matt Murdock and it was fantastic. Same Matt Murdock again. Like I've been rewatching the show recently and I've realized how underrated the show is because even though we don't speak of it more as much as we should be speaking of it the action still holds up the villains still hold up you know the plot still holds up oh my god again i'll see it again the action still holds up but you know stuff like that but the main crux of the matter leads to him um to him to the whole movie happening just isn't just good enough the writing, the writing is just below the part. When my friend Tomiwa, shout out to Tomiwa, you know, he has a podcast you checked out and the thump, uh, the hit on this podcast you checked out on, um, on everywhere you listen to your podcast. He was like, his major contention of the movie is the writing. And uh, the writing is not good enough. It can't just work. And like I tell people, bad writing is not bad. Let's not deny it. But like, it shouldn't be reason why I shouldn't enjoy it because a movie is more than its writing as well. It's if the other parts you've come here to watch don't just hold up, then fine. Yes, then you have every right to hit on the movie. But like, I feel the movie, every other part of the movie holds up and we still get to there. But let's finish with the bad writing. So, why? So, like, for example, now the we've right in America when you are denied admission to anywhere, whether a job or university or whatnot, you are given opportunities to state your case as to why it should be given this, this shouldn't happen and whatnot he didn't do that he then went and did a spell they didn't sit down to discuss the parameters of the spell or how the spell will work and then which led to the events of the movie and i'm sorry that's a bit too much that's a bit of edge you know some mental gymnastics we should be doing you know if you know what i mean so um but like aside that it really doesn't aside that the movie is fantastic okay and then maybe one more issue i may have had the movie doesn't really get going until he is spidey faces up against dr strange which is a beautiful thing to see okay now let's get to the good part okay so first of all 
is glorious to watch. Like it's beautiful. It is well designed. It's well made. The CGI is fantastic. Cinematography is fantastic. The acting is fantastic. You know. Okay, let me break it down one by one. Um, cinematography. Well, it's typical Marvel cinematography. They never ever miss with that. I'm sorry. I don't think. I think the only movie that's ever missed with cinematography is probably uh, Third Dark World. No, what am I saying? Third Dark World has great cinematography. It's probably Iron Man 2. Yeah, I will bland. No, no, there's a reason why it's one of my worst uh, superhero movies. Not worst Iron Man, I watched Marvel, one of my worst Marvel movies ever. Um, um, let's see, what else? The action is superb. Like, okay, like, um, I've noticed, if it's just me, but I've noticed first with Shang-Chi and now with this, it's like, you know, they've gotten proper fight choreographers. The fights feel more intense, more, you know, brutal. Like, the action in the movie is actually really bone crunchy. Spider-Man movies tend to have slapstick humor and bone crunchy action in general, but like the one in this one is, you know, somehow, especially at the end, when he was beating up uh, Green Goblin, it was, well, something to behold. Um, what else did I like about the movie? Um, the writing is fantastic. Sorry, what, what am I saying? What? Sorry, I'm a lost train of thought. Um, writing is not fantastic, obviously. I've already um, detailed it long as me explaining my issue with this. The acting, yes. So, um, the acting in this movie is beautiful. Like, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that uh, what's called something got in my eyes or like tear a bit of tears coming out, particularly when. Um, when um you know the other moments with him and um, Zendaya then when and May died and stuff like that. Um, you know, it was well acted, those moments hit home because the actors believed in it and all that. So fine, no problem. Um Okay, another issue with the writing ahead I didn't mention is the way Aunt May was treated in the trilogy. So my friend who, who and what and his issue with the Spider-Man movie, which I will still um, broach broach on at the end of this episode, because so, I want to clear him. I cannot sit down and be arguing good chat when he will not. He has not made. He has not made any valid points. The only valid points he has made only where he settled in the movie. Okay, so Aunt May dies in the movie. Like we all know, she gives um, um, Tom's Tom's Peter is uh, Uncle Ben moment with you know with great power comes great responsibility you know and stuff like that. Um, so some people are like, oh yeah, um, her, all of a sudden uh, like her behavior in the movies it feels a bit forced, but it isn't forced, I guess. I think the thing is that it was the spotlight was not shown on her on what she really liked as much as they should have. Right from the first movie in Homecoming, it, uh, it, uh, her love for helping people has always been there. Like, literally, they mentioned it in Homecoming, Home, uh, Far From Home, was her starting up the um, starting up Feast. Was her opening up Feast and then uh, Peter helping her with it. So, um, it's obviously there that she's nice and she likes helping people. It's right there. It's just that fine, it, um, you know, it wasn't giving us a little bit of spotlight, so it seems like it's forced, but it isn't forced, it just didn't give it the spotlight needed. And in it is there the tragedy of the um, MCU's Man to Me lies. 
she isn't giving time to be her own character because there's not much spotlight shown on her but no that still hits because um then tom holland sells it sells it really you know to a certain degree okay back to what i liked about the movies um yes our handles the fan uh, what call it the fan service so um last week matrix resurrections came out and i'm grateful to god i didn't go to the amount to watch because i'll be very very pissed and now will have a waste of money um i got to watch it in my house you know despite do max people and stuff like that um, you know um no so the movie in matrix 4 resurrection is trying to send a message about who oh, how hollywood is so obsessed with reboots and remakes and stuff like that and start tries to do tuning a bit of fan service in it but it doesn't just handle it well right it really doesn't handle it well there's another movie that does this and it balance, tries its best to balance it but maybe missing the mark i've still not watched it as um, ghostbusters after that i was supposed to watch it last month but um, some stuff came up so when it goes out for on, on uh, blu-ray and uh, and um, um, digital i should be able to get it and i'll give my opinion about it then so if you compare the way um, no way home handles is um, fan service and um, Fancies and nostalgia, and the way Matrix handles it, Spider Man handles it better by a million miles. And there is no way, I'm sorry, I think the fine if they then we there's no way that we made that much money in the first place because of when the pandemic one and two because the movie was released on HBO, same in the day and day streaming as well. So, um, there's that, but, but um, um, the thing being is that. The Spider-Man, what was the Spider-Man movie? The no, no Way Home handles this um, fan service with um, with dignity and with respect, and it does not uh, crap all over it in in, in terms of making the message. When I'm giving giving fan service, um, give me fan service that will make me feel satisfied. Satisfy me. Yeah, um, trigger my nostalgia and will make me want to you know that will make me reminisce about the old movies. What um, Matrix Resurrections felt like was the, the member berries, literally. That is what it feels like. And um, member berries were from uh, are from remember berries are from South Park. There's a, an episode where it was season itself based on this. Um, they were like, uh, remember when this is? Remember that is literally what Resurrections was basically like, you know. And the, I'm sorry they didn't handle it. They didn't just handle the fan series well. And he handles it well with the way you know it incorporates Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, the way it incorporates um, um, incorporate, and the way it incorporates the Easter eggs and jokes. Oh my god, I had fun. I had fun laughing at them. Although um, in the cinema, I was probably one of the few people that got some of those jokes. I barely had laughter, like at the pointing, the pointing scene, like felt I felt sad about this uncultural swines. But it felt good to be explaining some of the jokes to my, to my guys that went with what the movie with shout out to Fermi and don't care. Um, um, we, so I enjoyed explaining some of the jokes, but like, you know, he slaps well, like the pointy joke, the oh, no, I'm Peter, um, or like Peter 1, Peter 2, and 3 joke, the tingles. <laughs> or when uh, Andrew Garfield and Tom Maguire met each other, oh my god, that movie was hilarious. Oh my god, that movie was very, very, very hilarious. I also like how uh, 
while I'm not going to clamor for Amazing Spider-Man 3 and uh, Spider-Man 4, the time for those movies are over. Although, if they ask me which one of them I would like to come back, it would be uh, Spider-Man 4 because who wouldn't? But like, um, I'm not clamoring for them. But like, it tries best to fill in the dots as to what has happened in that time. So, I like that as well. It gives a sense of closure to those movies that I didn't get because obviously Sony rebooted them. Greedy, greedy animals. Um, so, that is just it, right? Okay. I also, um, special praise has to go to William Dafoe. William Dafoe has been in two fantastic movies this year like Santa Justice League. Yes, I mean, it's another fanboy, but you, know, you wouldn't know that. Um, he played Valko and his moment in the movie was also nice and good. And now, reprising his role as a Green Goblin in in um, Spider-Man No Way Home. So, once again, his acting was superb. We flipped from, you know, good from Norman to Goblin, to, you know, was fantastic. Oh my God, I would like, you know, awesome. And I wonder why he has never played the Joker. His laughter is fantastic. His cackle, his evil cackle is so fantastic. It will be, you know, it slaps hard. <laughs> so like, but like, you know, so all in all, so because of this movie, I had to break my counter. This year, I made up my mind that no movie will get a 10 over 10 because um, 10 over 10 seems easy to get this, this, but it will be, I had to break my counter and I pushed, I bumped um, the Green Knight from 9 over 10 to 10 over 10 because of this movie. And it gets a 9 over 10. And Spider-Man gets a 9 over 10. Now, hey, now I want to address um, the issues people, the issues some people claim to have with um, um, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Right? Let's start with this. So, most people's interpre- them, definite interpretation of Spider-Man comes from um, Tobey Maguire. Like, there's no need to pretend or show or pretend or whatever. Anything they know about Spider-Man or what he does or his behavior or whatnot comes from Tom Maguire. There's no need to pretend it. So when the Spider-Man does not behave like that, it's obviously the person becomes like a train, trashy or whatever. So it happened to Andrew Garfield, who I felt was a great um, Spider-Man, but not a good Peter Parker. And it's happening to Tom Holland, who I feel balances the role perfectly. And I'll explain why. So the thing the boiling boils down to the fact that Spider-Man was not in the MCU originally. Like there's no way, there's no there's no sugarcoat it or pretend. He was not in the MCU originally. And when he was introduced to the MCU, the MCU has been had been Tony Stark fight or their word like that. It's been Tony Stark centered. So there was no way um, Tony Stark who drags a kid into or uh, into these issues will obviously become the boy's mentor one two would the movies won't be a bit uh, Tony centered there's literally no movie that has, that exists that didn't have a bit of tech of a uh, stack tech involved in it there is literally no movie so there's no way this wouldn't have happened the way it happened there's no way so the it's like that oh he's not his own man he can't be his own man he's still a kid and obviously because it's set in the mcu he's obviously going to have some tony stark influences on it um you're like he doesn't show like he's smart and whatnot that he relies too much on people 
So, does it matter? Everybody has their own take on him. On him. Yes, he tends to be more of a lone hero in the comic books. But he has taken up partners before. There's black cards. There's that time where that boy got beaten by the spider and whatnot. There's literally the Spider-Verse event where he teamed up with his own fellow spiders to fight off the inheritors. You all should read that. It's fantastic. So, there's literally... There's nothing there. I think the thing just boils down to that. Uh, the, the, um, just boils down to the fact that it's just not the Maguire or what you want in your Spider-Man. I don't know what you want in your Spider-Man because if I'm going to go by comic accuracy, he's probably the most accurate out of all the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-People out there. Um, out of the three we've had so far, literally, like um, the Maguire, Raimi's Spider-Man, which was Wister's Maguire, literally took so many liberties with it. Um, he waved and displayed his powers. And him shooting well from his own body, when you know, we all know that Spidey uses um, a web shooter. Him being not, him not being too young, um, yes, Spidey is young. Spidey was young for a long time in the comic books, and he didn't enter college until is it is it late eighties or so. So, um, and that's even when he met Mary Jane. That was after Gwen Stacy died. So, that's just it. That's just life. Right, so now to enter to buttress my point into another thing, my friend claims is that um, the way they write the, cha- the character is like how Hollywood imagine the way they write characters normally is how Hollywood writers imagine that somebody would be. And in this case, uh, they base the character, the characterization and behavior of the comics, especially the early ones. So I don't get your dislike or distaste for the movies or for Tom Holland Spider-Man and neither do I care. I've enjoyed this take so far and I hope we get many more years of it. I also hope that um, it's not only Spider-Man to, um, Tom Holland is going to be known for. I hope he gets to play more, more and diversify his roles more and hopefully Uncharted allows him to do that. Hopefully. Alright, thank you for joining me to listen to this special episode. Um, please share like share subscribe or wherever you listen to your podcast and please tell people tell people more people about it don't worry we'll be back next year with more episodes um we want next episode the next episode we're going to talk about will be we want to talk about arcane um next couple of us we want to talk about matrix 4 yes i'm still going to talk about matrix 4 rip that movie apart because i really did not like that movie um we're going to talk about arcane we're going to talk about um Masters of the Universe Revelation, the two of them together, and we're going to talk about um, probably Jojo Stone Ocean. I don't know yet. I'll find the third series I could talk about by then. Alright, thanks.